Welcome to today's um, uh, Mastermind, Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting. And with us today is myself, Richard Clear, here in Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. And Matt, who is the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hi, everybody. Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area, and he's actually in... Maryland, um, a little bit northeast of Washington, Greenbelt. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Um, Phil Chan, who is in Columbus, Georgia. Chris Walsh, who is in Maine, and I'm going to let you tell them the cities. Yep, I am in Hollowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta. Welcome. Thank you. And Sheila Bell in um, Costa Rica, and I'll let her tell you what part. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm in Guanacaste, and I'm about 10 minutes from the Laveri International Airport. And Ty, uh, uh, I always want to call you, uh, Ty Talbert in Colton, California, which is a suburb, uh, kind of suburb out, outside of LA. Add anything there I didn't say correctly, Ty. <laughs> no, that's fine. Cool. Hi, everyone. All right. So today we're picking up part three on the uh, Clear Tai Chi level one, essential skills, basic skills, and what the, uh, uh, why, why these are the skills that we do for our basics in, in our first level, and how they pertain in odd and ways to more advanced parts of our program, and that kind of thing. Basically, um, why our structure is kind of what it is for, for learning there. And so before I do that, the, uh, we've got an online program, and how are we referring to that program? Oh, the, the, uh, we have a, a Tai Chi online program, and uh, you can follow along with all the level one material that we're talking about, these core skills. Um, it's presented in, in like the, the best order for you to train it in, in the pieces that you kind of need to, to learn it in, and that is available at clearmartialarts.com. Yeah, we also have for purchase where you can just purchase the whole block of that and either have it as a digital product or as the DVDs of uh, your choice. And okay, so if you didn't want to do a subscription program, we have it where you can just flat out purchase it and then they can do that at the same address? Yes, go to clearmartialarts.com and, uh, and check it out. That's a word from our sponsor, yay. Okay, so, um, so one of the things that I teach and put in the program very early on is bone marrow washing. And bone marrow washing is this advanced skill that online, um, if, you, if you do a search on Google for bone marrow washing, what comes up more often than not in the searches is that this is a mythical training that was thought to exist, that we're pretty sure existed at one time, and that, um, that it's obscure and like nobody offers like it. lost to history. It's yeah. lost to history. And fortunately, it was not lost in history. Uh, it's just that most of the people that teach bone marrow washing don't teach it until they've got students who've been with them for years and years. And, the, uh, and they, they're very much holding out. And for me, uh, and there are, I know, half a dozen different ways to do the bone marrow washing. And most of them are very unsafe in one way or another. So there, if, if you, what you had was one of those methods where it's easy to make a mistake, where it could harm you, then I can see also having that be a reason why you're being very careful about people being more advanced students before they learn that. Fortunately, because of the research that I've done, I did find a method that really does it, does it well, very safe. The only way you can hurt yourself doing the method is if you don't relax. And, the, and in the method, it's like, if you don't relax, don't do it, just do other kinds of breathing and relaxation and get that going on. And when you're fully relaxed, do the method. If you're not fully relaxed, don't do the method. As long as people adhere to that as best they can, they're fine. It's only if you were going, oh, I'm still gonna do it anyways, and it all tense. And it'd be like, no, that will hurt you. Don't do that, okay? And so, that much. The, um, anyways, it is the beginning of your real Nigong practice. Nigong being internal work. It's like, it's like an advanced, it's a branch of Qigong that's considered to be like the higher, more internal, real branch and there's a lot of Nigong in our system. Nigong has been very, even for the ones that are reasonably safe to do, very hidden. Not very many people have it publicly. 
um, all the real internal high level uh, family member, like young and some family members and this kind of thing, they have that. Um, but the, the students under them that have it um, is very, very, very few. Um, anyways, and so the need going is in our system. It's taught very openly as a progression for, um, for you know, and towards the higher end of the practice and in clear Tai Chi. And it's, it, it involves some things, including being able to feel to your bone marrow and circulating your energy there. And the health and longevity benefits are like more than I can list. It really is a health and longevity practice. There is a lot more advanced Nigong training in our curriculum. Um, and I know you guys have all done the marrow washing and done some of the other Nigong training as part of what we do like in, the, in, the, in our internal push hands and that kind of stuff too. And with like the Wudong, uh, some of the specific Wudong Tai Chi training that's in our system. The, uh, <clears throat> I want to give you guys a chance to weigh in if there's anything that, about the marrow washing, either it's benefits that you've seen or work that you've got out of it personally or something that you saw with students you've taught, whatever is appropriate to you. So Art, we'll let you start. Well, what, what I like about the marrow washing is that it just uh, increases exponentially the sort of feeling of internal power and strength. Because um, after one gets used to the continual relaxation and connection of the whole body and the, the, the whole body breathing, um, when one practices the marrow washing first as a standalone process, um, it, it helps develop the internal strength, but then when one gets used to that and becomes aware of the marrow as an actual substance that one can develop or wash, so to speak, um, in, in doing the form or in, well, just standing meditation or doing the form, it just adds uh, so much more substance and power where there is a, I feel a, a real strength, but it's the um, quote unquote internal strength um, without any musculature involved and, and no tension. And again, just I feel um, very, very solid and powerful as I, um, focus on my um, marrow uh, circulating and um, the, the G in there, it just, um, again, to sum up, um, working with the marrow and thinking about it with the E, it just um, it increases the internal power exponentially. You're saying you're feeling it, that because you do the practice regularly, you can tell that that's adding a lot of juice to what you're doing the rest of the time. That's what I'm right, yeah. Cool. Chris? Yes, Sifu, so before I uh, got involved with uh, Clear Tai Chi and, and started uh, learning Clear Tai Chi and, and the uh, marrow washing, um, I, was, I was getting older and I was starting to feel the effects of getting old. I was losing energy. I wasn't sleeping as well. And... I, I used to think about, you know, when I was younger, I had this energy that just never stopped. I, I, something I, I just relied on. Like, I'm, not, I'm never going to be tired. I'll take five-minute break, and then I'm back in. And I was always strong like that. But then when I got older, I started slowing down. I started having less energy. And what I found was when I consistently started um, doing the, bar the, the marrow washing on a regular daily basis, I started getting that energy back. And that's made a big change because now it's easier for me to train. It's easier for, for me to stay mentally cognizant all through the day. I don't have that, you know, afternoon. I'm like feeling like, oh, I got to take a nap. You know, I, I'm stronger and more vital because of that, that, that practice. Cool. Bill or Sheila, do you want to add in or do you do? Yeah, so uh, 
one of the big testaments to how useful it is is when we go to seminars and sometimes your employees are a little dragged out and I often see them lying on the floor and they're all doing bone marrow washing. We, we never do that. He's lying. <laughs> so I, I was wondering, and so I always see them lying down on the back. They're flat on the back and the legs are crossed and the legs are crossed appropriately. And I said, ah, that's what they're doing. Yep. It's something so, about the boss being a slave <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> So anyway, it, in terms of, I, I do a number of techniques for uh, relaxation to recharge during the day, and bone marrow washing is one of the uh, ones I use on a regular basis. Um, I have a number of students that use it on a regular basis. And the other thing that's very cool about it for me is, so when we're thinking about either push hands or actually fighting, and you want to be able to target an organ, uh, if you do a lot of bone marrow, you know what your own bone marrow feels like. And then you use that to target the other person's spine. And that's like a really nice target that you can always go to. You can't go wrong through with that. Through their body. Yeah, through their body. So I'm not saying you get to their back and it's that your hands are on their on the front of them somewhere. Yes. And you're actually able to use your E to aim and then, and then make sure that the force actually goes through them to their spine, that kind of thing. Obviously, you're not using this for kicks and fun, it is for extreme self-defense, so. Yeah, right, yeah. anyway, so I, I, it's something I really enjoy and I have, there are just lots of applications for it. Cool, uh, Susan. Yeah, um, I agree with everything that's been said so far, um, but I wanted to add in there a little bit that, I mean, I just think that it's a big game changer, the, uh, the bone marrow washing and one of the benefits is that it just, it helps to put perspective on everything. It's like, once you've felt that, once you've been in there, um, just so many trivial things fall away that you're able to focus on like, not to be redundant, but sort of the marrow of-, of The internal, yeah. Everything, yeah. And so, um, and it's, it helps you focus, you know, the mental acuity that was referred to. And it helps you with energy and all this, but um, so many little trivial things that can bother you during the day just sort of fall away because you recognize that they're not, they're not worth worrying about. <laughs> it's really nice, really nice uh, feeling. Cool. Ty? Ty doesn't hear I think he's there or else, I don't know. I'm here, just trying to get the mute off my phone. Uh, I agree with everything that's been said, but something that I find very interesting, I have a student, one of my senior students, who is a lieutenant in the Navy. And he, while well, when he's deployed, teaches it to the people that he works with as the best way to get deep, relaxed sleep or deep relaxation so that they're rested for work. And um, he used it initially when he went to uh, the equivalent of boot camp for officers, the officer's candidate school. And now I'm finding out that it's spread throughout the Navy and that when mm -hmm. I'm invited to come and do something with his unit, everybody in the unit knows how to do bone marrow washing. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> I've, I've just got to make sure now that he's branding it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right. Um, anything else about this at all? Anybody? All right. Um, did you run? I didn't give him a chance to weigh in and show that. I, uh, uh, I've, uh, I was lying before. Phil is absolutely right. When, we, when we're doing long workshops and we're not getting enough sleep, you'll see us doing marrow washing to try to recuperate um, and, uh, and recover some of that energy so we can keep going. It's not the better, smarter, everyday use of it. Um, the, the better, smarter use of it is to actually get all the sleep that you need and then do the marrow washing too. But, um, but it, you know, there, there are times when that just didn't happen already. And, uh, and so, you know, am I going to not marrow wash? Well, you know, of course I'm going to marrow wash. It's just, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I, I need that energy. And so I use it that way. Um, but I try not to use it that way too terribly often. 
to really try to do it the better, smarter, healthier way for long-term longevity and health and all the, all the benefits we've been talking about. And it does, in case anyone's curious, um, the, one of, one of the, in the effects of it that we do test um, it, it, you know, at a certain point in the program is that it does revitalize and rejuvenate the marrow inside of your bones to the point where it makes them springy and flexy again like a child like a, like a child's would be um and that is uh, that is one of the benefits of the method um and it is the meditation that does it um and it, you know you have to be doing you have to be going through the, the method properly for it to work but if you go through it properly it will happen it's one of the one of the many health benefits of it um for especially like for seniors and people who um maybe otherwise you know losing that kind of their, their bone marrow, it, it shrinks in and it dies over time. This process helps to bring that back alive and bring, bring that system back online. Matt, I would like to um, explore that a little bit because the bone marrow builds, is, is the part of the bone that, that uh, creates uh, certainly red blood cells and other things, but the structural strength of the bone comes from the cortical bone, which is on the outside of the marrow. Yeah. So my guess is that the benefit you're getting in terms of stronger, more pliable bones is not coming from the effect on the marrow, but I think the bone marrow washing is also affecting the cortical bone on the outside. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But, but it seems to be connected to the marrow specifically. It doesn't seem to work unless you really get the, the, the mind and the, um, you know, the, the method, the, the energy through to the very, very core inside the marrow. And then the process of that coming online is what triggers all of these other sort of effects. It spreads outward from there. Right. That makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah. Cool. By the way, Phil, um, tell him your medical credential there because Sometimes, you know, for that, like I do not have any kind of Western medical anything and I don't claim to and, and all that. But Phil's actually got um, a uh, medical degree. You're on mute still. So. Right. So I'm a dermatologist. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> that was simpler than I remembered it in my head somehow. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Anybody else? Well, I'd just like to add, um, I mentioned that the marrow adding substance um, to, to internal strength, but uh, more specifically, I find if I'm trying to um, develop spiraling energy or coiling energy or whatever particular chain I'm working with, that it, it develops with the marrow and is just that much more powerful with the uh, um, the marrow washing. I feel it's just again more specific. Um, what I would say to that is your mind. You're getting your e your mind into the bone marrow, and then the breath through, or certainly the sensation of the breath through, that you're actually getting a certain, um, for lack of a better word for this, a certain expression of energy, like a jing in a certain kind of way, movement through there that is mind-directed. So E directing the chi is how you get into different shapes, forms, and expressions. That's how you get jing. And then there's and then there's stored jing as well, like inside the bone marrow. Now that's only in the like the high-level internal schools, which is what we are. Um, if you're talking to public schools, their eyes cross when you start talking about this typically because they're so much more interested in filling up the lower dantian, but that is the public training, not the real internal training uh, at a higher level. Um, anyways, because you're doing that, then when you start to manipulate the energy in other ways, and the rooting helps you to do this in a certain fashion as well, and then like you say, with the coiling and with the GNC uh, uh, the, the self-drilling energy and those kinds of things, your mind is already being developed to work in the space at through the distance of your body in those kinds of ways and to actually have effect. And so you're able to get it that much stronger, that much faster, that much more. And so, and through and through systemically all the way through. And so you're going to feel that a lot more profoundly because of the other training. 
but it's that if your mind gets trained to a certain strength and capacity to have influence over the body, it is that same level of mind strength and capacity, you know, and that same control over the body and what's going on inside the body that way. But now you're using it to do other things, but you can feel that, that crossover you're talking about because, you know, if I've got the strength to lift the box that weighs 10 pounds and then I go over here and I pick up the jug that weighs 10 pounds, reasonable saying it's, you know, not something that's oddly shaped to the point where I've got a different issue. Um, I, as long as I can really lift 10 pounds in a bunch of different ways, it doesn't matter that it's a different object that's 10 pounds, I can still lift that other object. And so you're moving the energy with a different intent in terms of shape, form, or expression, but the mind power for it has been developed and attain the sensitivity that you need in order to make sure that you're in there too. I, I couldn't have put it so well, but that's what I was trying to say. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, Sifu? Yeah. So I had actually wanted to talk to you about this because I, I do the bone marrow washing a little bit different than what you taught um, in the level one. Okay. And, you know, I know you talked about crossing the legs one way or the other. Yeah. And that's supposed to develop this, the twisting. And so I sort of yeah, very soft, a very soft twisting, like like the longer right. flat spiral, which then helps you to get uh, it. Spirals tend to be an easier way in and out of your system. There are other ways you can do it, um, but spirals have a tendency to make it easier to go in or to come out using that as a mechanism. But but what you don't want to do when you're doing bone marrow washing is be intentionally trying to spiral, because if you do, then you're putting attention in there, and the goal is to have no tension. And so you let it be a naturally formed thing. And so there's ways you're positioning that are soft and simple and all that, but to help you to do that. Go ahead. So, okay. So anyway, let me just tell you what I did and you can tell me if I'm, if I'm on target or off target. So one of the concepts is when I pull the energy, I, I imagine as if I'm above myself looking down. Okay. And I'm going to talk about for men, not for women, since you got more men here. And so it's my understanding, since our leg, left leg is crossed over the right. Oh, no man's playing, by the way. Doesn't work. Okay, go ahead. Is that for the most part, we want to be, for men, we want to be dealing with a clockwise spin if we're looking from above. Okay. So what Sorry. I, what I, do now. And but you're not trying to force that at all. It's just your shape is making that happen. Go ahead. Okay. But I just imagine when I'm pulling, when I'm pulling energy in from the crown and also from the hands, I just imagine that there is a spiral coming up the bones of the arm. And also as it goes down through the spine, there's also a spiraling energy going through the spine that I try to feel on the inhalation and then it sits in the Don Tien. And then as I exhale, the energy is going down the thighs and I really try to feel that. But it also has that, that clockwise spiral. And then when it hits the legs crossing, you've got the spiral because of the bones crossing and also within the bones, you have some spiraling. And then as it comes out, it also continues to spiral. The energy continues to spiral once it leaves my feet. When I'm pulling it in um, for that part to cycle through, I would say that you want the softest thing you can possibly get. And if I try to spiral that at all, it starts to add in some tension. Okay. And so for me, I would say not. At the same time, when we're saying that, if it was a very soft, gentle, elongated motion of spiral there, like like not a tight spiral of any kind, just more like water moving where it tends okay. to move not in a line, but more as a wave shape like that. Um, as long as there was really no tension added and you're not even using any mental focus to get it to do that, that's one thing. But if you are mentally focusing or even just the mildest bit of tension, no, drop that from the practice um, and you want it to come in and just soft, soft. Okay. Thank you. Sifu, could I 
add something to that? Sure. Um, something that I've been working on quite a bit lately is being in the moment. And when I'm listening to your description of you're doing the bone marrow washing, it seems like you're like, this is what I want to happen. This is what's going to happen. And instead of being in the moment for me, at least in my own practice, I find that if I'm in the moment, I actually get more out of it. I would say that if you're doing the full barrel marrow washing method, that it is very hard to be anything but in the moment. That if you're doing it and you were thinking about what you were going to do or what was going to happen or anything like that, A, it's attention, and B, I think you're going to have a real hard time getting the energy to flow through there correctly. It's really got to be what's happening now, not what, not what was happening or what's going to happen. It's got to be in the moment, like you're saying. Yeah, there which is, is which is a high level thing in a certain way. At the same time, people can practice that starting off, but that mindfulness in that way and really being present in the moment and then the deep relaxation with that. There's some real juice and power to, to doing that properly. That really is healthy for you um, and good for your body and all that stuff. But there's a certain amount of training that you can do with it where a part of it can happen kind of on autopilot and it can even happen while you're asleep. But the, the, the bigger benefits and the better sort of mind skills, especially that you're going to get out of it are going to be when you're really connected in with it. It is a meditation in that way. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like he said, it just, it's almost impossible not to be in the moment. If you're, if you're doing it right, you're, you're going to be, you, you almost don't even have to think about it because you just, you can't, you, you just really can't move the energy properly if you're, if you're not, uh, if you're not, you know, present um, with it. Which I think is what Ty was trying to say, um, it's, uh, is, is that he finds the same thing and, he, and, and then he's noticing that more now that he's doing more of the in the moment training in other ways. Is that, is that kind of what you were saying, Ty? Uh, yes, very much so because, um, like a lot of the other training that we do is that you find that there's a, a deeper level. I always thought I was in the moment in the past uh, and find, now I'm finding out there's a deeper level of being in the moment. Yeah, part and of it's the, making everything else more effective. Part of the advanced training will be even more in that there's some stuff in there that's, that's even more noticeably more in that direction and some really cool things that you can do and, and both health-wise um, and internal energy development-wise and mind-wise and spirit-wise, stuff that really gets in, into that in some real depth. So absolutely. And then this helps create, this is one of the practices that's going to help create the foundation for that too. So absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So then uh, in level one, three different push hands methods are introduced and done enough so that you've basically got the, you know, so you've got the ability to do them, to practice and to work with them, but they are an introductory level of that. But um, I'm sorry, can I just take a moment to point something out here? The, the, like we, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but I, now that we've covered more about mirror washing and like what it is and what its benefits are and all of that, I just want to point out that this is just one skill of like the core basic skills in the Clear's Eye curriculum in level one of the program. This is just one thing that is taught. And so like there's people out there, seriously, like honestly, there's people who have not found Clear's Eye yet who are searching the world just for that, just for marrow washing, looking, scouring, trying to find a teacher that can really teach them the internal method of marrow washing, bone marrow washing. of bone marrow washing in this way. And, it, and it, it's uh, and and it's like really, really hard to find, but it's one of the first things taught in Clear's Chi, and it's available to anybody who wants that, uh, like who's really looking for that skill. It's just one of the things that you can get in level one of the program which is on clearmartialarts.com. Um, and so I just wanted to, to point that out. And for anybody who's like thinking, oh yeah, Merrill, oh man, I've heard about that. I, I, that. That's one of those things that I've always wanted to know more about or one of those things I've always wanted to be able to do. Go to clearmartialarts.com, you know, check it out. There's great stuff there. There's free stuff there. There's classes there. There's a bunch more information, not just on Merrill Washington, but a bunch of other things. Um, just, you know, go, go check it out if you're into this stuff. 
do yourself a favor and, and go to clearmartialarts.com. Um, you know, maybe listen to the rest of the podcast first, but remember that URL, uh, clearmartialarts.com. Thank you. Matt. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The Practical Guide to Internal Power is a work-at-your-own-pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from 0 to 60 as quickly as possible, and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com. Uh, so there are three different push hands methods that are introduced in the level one. And they're, when I say they're introduced, they're introduced enough so that you basically can begin working on them and understand what the goal is with them and start working on those skills. They're not taken into any great depth there because there's a whole large body of material with, those, with each of these. But, but they're definitely introduced in, and so that you've got the basics of play and that kind of thing. And one of them is clear internal push hands. And I call it clear internal push hands. It was um, the first real hookup I got on that was from Master Ma Yuliang, the head for Wu style. And it was his personal internal push hands method. And so I got the original hookup on there from him in Shanghai. Um, and then when I came back home through other teachers of mine, specifically not only these guys, but definitely from these two guys, Don, Ethan Miller, um, and other aspects of his internal push hands. And then um, Uncle Bill, my long-term teacher for the last 25 plus years, um, and other things that he got, and he got some, a lot of this through Dong family, but he also got things from his own family that really is their higher level internal stuff. Anyways, and so, um, when I originally had it, I called it uh, Wu No Style. That's what Master Ma called it. He said, this is No Style push hands, you know, because of the way the method works. And that it's that you're really working on the internal with it instead of doing what people think of as the really competitive kind of external pushing. And then when I brought Master Lu Jifa, which was one of his senior most disciples, We've been with them, Master Ma, for the better part of 50 years. Um, to here to Tennessee for uh, 10 days, basically, almost two weeks. And had him here to stay. He stayed with me. Actually, he stayed in the room that we're in. Uh, and we were together night and day for the whole time he was here. And he's passed on now as well. But anyways, uh, he showed me a lot of stuff. And there were some different... Some of it he gave freely. Some of it, it's I would be doing something with the interpreter and teaching her something. And she was a student of Master Luigi Faz for at least seven years. And then she was a student under Dong Ben for some number of years. And then some of the other people. Anyways, and so I was showing her some higher level stuff. And Luigi Fa, who didn't speak English, but he would see me doing this. And then he would go, oh, and he'd come over and then he would one up whatever I was showing her. So needless to say, she started getting a bunch of very high level information. And then I started getting a bunch of higher level information for the whole 10 days. And the uh, and then while he was here, I kept talking to him about Master Ma's personal push hands method. And he basically kept acting like he didn't know what I was talking about. And so on the last day, I finally said, why don't you seem to know what this is? And, and I was trying to be polite about it, but then polite the whole trip. But this was the last day they were going to be going to the airplane and everything and going home. And I was like, okay, I got to know, why don't you seem to know your teacher's method like this? Because, because you're teaching the kinds of skills that go into the method. And it taught me some very specific things to use with it that were both high level, but that should be going through and through, like, like real important to the method. And, and basically, I was like, why is it that you don't? seem to know like that method itself what's what's up with that and then he was and the whole time this guy was all smiley and happy and this is the one time i saw him not happy and smiley and it was kind of ah. and what he basically put out there was that i have two people that are indoor disciples those are the only ones that i teach that to in that way 
Nobody else. And I went, okay. And when Master Ma, before he died, he told, he gathered together all the senior disciples, including Luji and he told them that he wanted them to take the method and make it worldwide. And when you went to Shanghai, when Master Ma was alive, there were people in the parks doing the method on a normal average every day. And what the disciples did after Master Ma passed was they agreed amongst themselves that they would not teach anybody other than their senior disciples anymore. And they took it back to, to a secret and hidden, exactly the opposite of what their teacher asked directly. So I don't feel like I owe those guys any, I owe Master Ma like incredibly. I'll, I'll see him in the next life hopefully. After, you know, after this one. The, uh, but for the other guys, I don't know them anything. They went against the wishes of their teacher directly. And I think they did it for their own pocketbook and, and the Chinese tradition of, you know, ancient Chinese secret to keep it hidden. And so um, I'm getting it out there. But anyways, um, I digress for a second. So the other thing that I said to him when I said, okay, what do you call the method? And he was like, we don't. And it's not out there publicly anymore and, and that's it. And he was... A little bit, you could tell that he he had at least some desire to get the method out there more. At the same time, he was going to adhere to what the other guys in the that were the inheritors of the system wanted, um, and so and, and you know collectively the agreement that they had made amongst themselves to hide it. And so um, I said, well, what am I supposed to call this? And, and anyways, and well, because, you know, I've been calling it Ma's personal method or Wu No style or whatever, but, but now but if anybody asked these guys, they're going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. so what do we do about that? So how do I handle that or whatever? And he was like, I don't know. And I said, well, so obviously I knew I had, had continued in my training with the teachers I have access to, uh, two of which I named there. And then, and then there are other teachers as well. And so I said, well, uh, what do we call it? Clear's internal method. And I was actually asking him, and he knew I was like, is this really what I should call this? And he was like, yes, call it that. Okay, from now on, it's Clear's internal internal pushing. And so it is. Anyway, um, the, uh, and it would be accurate, because if I had been under Master Ma for 25 years, getting it directly from him every day, it'd be like, no, this is Master Ma's method, and I'm teaching that. But it wasn't. I was on. I was with Master Ma for three weeks, and then when I came home, I got another ten days from Master Yuji Fa. And between the other teachers, the internal stuff I already had for fifteen plus years at that point, and the stuff that I got after for the last twenty-five years since then, twenty-six now, whatever. Um, the uh, there's a whole lot of deep internal stuff that's going on in there that is appropriate that I know from what I can see on film and what I can read and other senior people that I've talked to who are willing to talk about what Master Ma was actually doing and then other people I've been able to get hands on like Master Luji Fa, that it's accurate, that it is the correct path. Uh, but in terms of being exactly this or exactly that, the only way you'd know that would be to be with Master Ma personally and get it. And that's not been possible for the better part of the last 23 years or so, right? Because Master Ma died like in 1997. Um, and that was true even for Luigi Fa, what I'm telling you, because he got the versions of it and the way he got it from Master Ma, but it wasn't like it was codified that everybody got exactly the same thing. But the internal skills and the high-level skills, they're still exactly what they are. Anyway, so that is introduced in our level one program. And then of course, we've got a whole course, five day course. It's the one that's coming up here Here now. I do it normally every August, one of the last, if not the last weekend in August, the weekend just before that, but it's one of the last one or two weekends in August, starts on Wednesday. We'll be doing that again this year. Um, like that. Five days extravaganza of clears internal push hands, and it's it's a blast every time we do it. And we test you at the end, and it is the essential basics, full basics of the method, um, and full basics with with explanation and then some in some depth. And then of course we have higher levels of that program. Um, and the level one, if people do it right, they go home and they practice the living daylights out of it, and they make. They teach their students so that they can pass that level one test, and that's really when they're level ready for level two. 
and then it gets very deep and higher level from level right at the beginning of level two on. And a lot of stuff even in level one there, most people uh, that have been exposed to it think of it as being some of the highest level Tai Chi they've seen, this is what people commonly say. And I'm like, well, wait till you see level two, three, four, or five, and then we can have this discussion again. Um, yeah. Know. Yeah, so the five-day program is like, I mean, you within the game, you can work literally any internal skill you can think of or talk about or imagine or have heard of or anything. Martially and health-wise. Martially and health-wise, and, um, and, and it's all possible within that game. And so the first level of that program is really kind of showing you that and how that works with a bunch of different skills, which is why it's five days long, because we're, you know, getting to it for each one. But the uh, but the game itself and the rules of the game and how to play the game and how to start getting benefit out of that right away, that is in the, the you know, the core program, the level one material for Clear Tai Chi, yep. um, along with a couple of other. Because so you can learn to start playing it within half an hour, hour. Yeah. And you can be, you can be playing. Um, the... Uh, and so, but then to really get some deeper skill sets, that's what takes the better part of the five days for that same stuff that's going on in the game. You can really start playing in about an hour. So, anyways, I don't know you've all had all the folks on the call here. You've all had experience with uh, internal push hands. Most of you, through at least the end of level two, some of you level three, and all of that. So, like a lot more depth than what we're talking about at the moment. Um, but anyways, anything that you've experienced yourself with that or with students and that kind of thing or just stuff that you've noticed that the method has done for you regarding Tai Chi as a whole, any of that, um, I want to let you guys be able to speak to that. I'll jump in. Sheila. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to mention that um, this hasn't really come up in this conversation, but it's just a lot of fun. It's hugely fun. And so the fact that you can be working on really high level skills and improving your form um, without it being like a huge amount of work because you just, you try that's to find people fun. to push with all the time. It's just a yeah. blast. Yep, cool, yes. Yeah. And that's, I liken it to a video game. It's like playing a really cool video game and yet you're building hand-eye coordination and certain skills and yet you're not even noticing it because you're so busy playing the game and, and having, having fun with it. And I, I love it. It really, for people who, when they go to do form, they're like, oh man, this is tedious and I've got to stand and I've got to hold my position and I've got to breathe and all of that. And it's because of the way that they're working at it. You get them into the push hands and all of a sudden it's not so much work anymore and for the reason we're talking about. So yes, thank you for that. That's, that's exactly right. I uh, I find it just amazing, really, in one can you know use a method against someone much larger and, and more powerful, muscular, and um, with the skill development, move them effortlessly. That seems so um, outside the normal frame of reference of what would expect from. Um, size to size comparison, for example, that it's just, it's, it's um, an excellent instance of um, internal power versus external power. Um, and people can just be amazed by it. And I find that fascinating and just want to, that's um, inspiration to work on the various skills to uh, develop the push hands ability more. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, it is. It's one of those things that it's so cool to see the proof of your practice right there that like, yeah, I, I really did get those results. What I think is going on really had an effect and you get that instant like feedback from it. And, uh, and it's just, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's fun, like Sheila said, but it but it it is also that um, it, it it is the tool that really just advances your skills so much faster than you could any other way, as you know when you're really onto it. Um, it's you know, it's, it's really one of the things that I like when we're talking about like the bone marrow washing in this both is that with like the bone marrow washing, you get these physical changes, including to the skeleton itself that are tangible, that, that you can tell it's not, I'm thinking I'm getting better and healthier. Not that that's a bad thing. If you thought it the right way, that's, that can be good for you as well, at least according to Western uh, psychology and science. 
but that you actually have tangible, testable ways to see that it's actually happening. And then the same thing happening with push hands in terms of really working with the internal that you start being able to tell, hey, I'm really, I'm really getting some benefit here because I can see it. Anyways, um, yep. Uh, Phil, Ty, any, any, any comments? Oh, yes. Um, that's one of the things that I hate the most about COVID when it comes to Tai Chi is that the clear method has all of these different ways to test whether or not there are tangible results along with push hands. Um, one of my most tangible stories that I tell about it is that I do push hands with my nephew who is six foot six and 280 pounds of solid muscle. And I remember the first time, the first time I did it with him, my parents were saying, don't hurt your uncle, you know, cause I'm 63 years old. And then after we got into it a little while, they, they were saying, don't hurt your nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is funny that way. I've, I've had that experience too. Where, um, you know, I mean, in my beginner classes, I'm not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination, and I'll get these kind of big, gruff-like mountain men types um, that you know they come in. Some of them like come in with their wives. But I don't know about this Tai Chi stuff, but you know, some of them are actually coming in because they're busted up somehow, or they, you know, they have maybe high high blood pressure or whatever, and their doctor kind of recommended them to do Tai Chi. And uh, they're sort of going through the motions and we'll start to play a little push hands. And they're going, what is this? It's like I'm pushing on a wall. And, you know, it's just basic structural stuff, um, you know, first day kind of stuff for us. But, you know, these big, rough mountain men are going like, this is insane. I got to have that. What is what is going on? And it, it's, uh, it, it is pretty cool that way. Um, you know, even just, you know, from a, from a very kind of simplistic martial sense, um, it's 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 fun to be able to feel really powerful, even when you're looking at a guy who's like you know dwarfing you. <laughs> you know, there's there's something cool about. That. And Phil, you were oh, sorry, you were going to jump in and say something there. Yeah, so you know, I've I've been doing Tai Chi for a long time, and the Tai the push hands that I hadn't been exposed to was sort of the standard kind of push hands, you know, the one push hand or the, the two. And freestyle uh, or fixed or both? I'm sorry? Freestyle, fixed positions or both. So you said the, the push hand you were you were uh, you you saw is typically what you see. And a lot of times like the single hand it's that it's around and around and right, both yeah. the same thing and it's fixed. In other words to keep doing this thing, it's not really play. Right. So that's what my concept of push hands was for many years. And if I'm trying to teach something, I'm trying to teach some skill. It doesn't really help very much. That type of push hands does not lend itself to demonstrating it or teaching the skill. But the internal push hands, because the hand position, even if someone isn't skilled at push hands, but they can get in the position, if you want to teach something so they can feel it, it really lends itself to demonstrating the skill very quickly. Yes. Yeah. And also it lends itself for them, even if they're not skilled at push hands, but they're just trying to learn one skill, like maybe wave or something, they can incorporate whatever level of skill they can have, they can incorporate it and work with another person so that they can see how it works. So it's, it's been, for me, it's been so much more useful that I haven't spent a lot of time with it, but what I've used, it's so much more useful than the push hands that I had been used to. Cool. Yeah, so that's everybody, right? Okay. The, uh, all right, so then, um, so then another method of the three, so that first one with clear internal push hands and then the soft, Feel the internal line of force push hands that is directly from Uncle Bill that he says he got from Donald Link. And the uh, and that is teaching you how to feel your sense is really increasing your sensitivity and both your sense and sensitivity to feel all the way through the person's body and where the lines of force are and what those lines of force are doing, including their internal balance. 
In other words, not just what they're trying to do or not trying to do and where their tensions are at, but where is the balance in their body sitting or moving to or from and how is it doing that? And then, and a lot of times people don't even feel that in themselves when they're, when they're just used to walking around and standing there, right? Most people, and they're not even aware of that balance and how that balance is interacting in their own body. And so you learn how to feel that at a very deep level with that method. And then when you can feel it, it's really easy with just the slightest touch to be able to move them, adjust them, um, and these kinds of things um, and, and feel it at a deep level. And so it really is helping you to build that internal skill, much like the marrow washing, but now being able to feel what's going on inside of somebody else. And it's building that sensitivity and then being able to utilize that sensitivity and keep it on while you're doing whatever action you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, for me, that's, that game is uh, the one that you just described. Is It, it, it gets it into some really high-level skills um, really directly that you can access through the Fierce Internal Push-Ins method, but that um, this game really kind of specializes in, and the two really go very much hand-in-hand hand with each other because the Clears Internal Push-Hands method, I find to be a much easier way to access a lot of the skills initially, but then when you take it and you, and you, you know, apply it to the Uncle Bill soft version, it takes whatever skill you have and it, like, just forces it to magnify uh, because, it, because it is that. There's, the, there's this extra level of sensitivity involved and this extra sort of play in the movement that where you really have to reach in with your mind and be, uh, be, a, be uh, sensitive to and aware of the energy and the balance and all the internal factors that are going on there other, in order for the game to even like really work. Um, I, it, but it, well, so and, and that game is, it, it does get to really high level skills, but it's again, it's introduced very early in the program because, you know, the more you play it, the longer you've played it for, the more skill you're going to develop. Um, and so, you know, we do, we do start everybody pretty, pretty early with the hands-on experience of this game. Um, we focus a lot more on our system on the Clears Internal method, but we do encourage everybody to play the Uncle Bill soft version, um, you know, different times, different ways. And so, well, and they, and they do merge. And like do in the beginning, they're separate methods, but after, by the time you hit the level two and the push hands, um, where, where you're really doing that, if it hasn't merged yet, um, you won't get into level, you won't be anywhere in level three yet before you work before it's, yeah, okay, all that's happening at the same time. But so for those of you who are not at that stage, or even for the ones of you who are, um, is, there, is there anything that you've found about Uncle Bill's soft push hands method? Um, that uh, that really sings out to you about like where where the where the soft main, internal soft internal method yeah the where the main kind of benefits are for you with that method or what you you toward you know what you tend to use it for um, in your classes what you know what uh, what has been your experience with that I I haven't had a chance actually to practice it a lot because the only time I do is when I'm I'm at a workshop with some of you people. But um, I, when when I uh, do do try it, it just um, sort of impels me to try to relax even more and become much more sensitive, feeling in which to some extent I can I can do on my own in the sense of just trying to become softer, more relaxed, and sensitive to things without. I mean, I, by myself, I don't have the advantage of feedback from someone else, but when, when I do work with someone else, um, then it's just that much more to try to relax, 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 and sense, sense, sense. So I'm, you know, for, from the E um, through the body and then um, just, just the fingertips trying to become that much more aware of, um, Again, one's you know internal center line and and sort of point of force or resistance sort of. So it's um, even at as a basic level, it's I I hate to put it so crudely, but just sort of a 
an excellent tool to use to improve that much more to uh, become better at it with, with practice. Yeah, because it, it does really allow, teach you how to adjust your own body internally for better and better health and then how to do that with others. And then obviously there's martial connotation to that too. The martial didn't take a bit longer, uh, but the health stuff starts coming for yourself pretty quickly. And then as you're working with other people, you start getting better and better at being able to do that for healthy effects and adjustments, internally adjust, internal adjustments on other folks as well. And so it really has some very profound kind of benefits uh, once you develop some ability with it. So yeah, Sheila? Yeah, um, so I don't have a whole lot of experience or people to practice with either, like Art was saying. Um, but what I have noticed since we are using um, Zoom to connect that if I, if I do want to um, connect long distance, that it feels to me like this type of, of push hands. When, when you first want to get that connection and find the other people's feet, um, that is what it mostly reminds me of is the, the Uncle Bill's version. Right. Yeah, because you're getting your mind to go in there and make the connection. Sure. Yeah. 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 I'm very lucky in that I train with somebody on Thursdays that this is the only method that he basically uses. And I find that I'm not effective or that he absolutely destroys me unless I am completely and totally relaxed. Yeah. And that's what I was come away from with with this method, using the Uncle Bill's method when I train with him, is that I have to be so relaxed. Yeah, and internal. Yeah, yeah but for yeah. me, yeah, to, for, to, for me to be in, um, to have as much awareness as possible of what's going on internally, if I'm not relaxed, I miss things. That's right. Cool. Yeah, the, the, that's why I, I oftentimes call it the soft push hands and just short it to that because for me, the emphasis of this method really is on soft, softer, softer, softer. Yes. While still keeping your structure. Yeah. Uh, yes. People go soft and they collapse and it's not that. And so part of the training overall throughout is that structure with that relaxation, with the mind, very activated and on and doing uh, while being in the present. Anyways, you get the idea. And then the training is all designed to get you there. And what I just said is kind of for our beginning stuff is helping you to get to. And then of course our advanced stuff just continually reinforces that and then takes what you're doing with those skills to another level. So absolutely, thanks. Bill? I, I don't have anything to add. Okay, oh. no, that's good. <laughs> All right, um, and then the third game is find their center and hide your center at the same time. And it's not so hard for people to find somebody else's center, but typically when they're looking for it and or getting it, they're really exposing their own center in a big way while they're doing it. And so I really like the game because it's like, you know, completely hide your center from them and yet really be able to target their center at the same time. And of they're trying to do that to you. Then they're trying also. to do that to you also. <laughs> Make, making for better and better skill for both people and really having what I consider to be some, some very extremely proper, specific Tai Chi skills in that way. Um, that, you're, that you're dissolving your center and yet able to immediately target their center and, be able to, and being able to act on that. Um, anyways, and so fun, fun times. Literally, I hope you get a sense of like why we're talking about the, that these are games and that this is fun training because it, it really is. It's like it's a bit of a competition, but it's like it's it's just it's, it's play. It really is play. And even though you're developing really high level skills out of it, it's tons of fun. We have a Tai Chi game night here every week that we that we host where we just invite people from the public. Um, just it's, our, it's our push hand meetup. So yeah. To speak. Yeah. But it's just, but it's mostly so that we can get more playtime and that we have like a you know a schedule that 
time for our students, but that if we can get more people in and more bodies and more, you know, more experienced teaching and all that stuff, it's just, it's all, uh, again, you know, more is more, but, uh, but it's just, it's so much fun. Why would we not? Yep. Anybody with the, uh, anything about the find their center and hide your center game? Well, um, I find that besides, um, needing to be softer and softer, it, um, incorporates the E a little more to, to sense around and um, you're, again, trying to find the other person's center and hide yours and just find the mind a little more active in the process, working with um, my own energy and center and, again, seeking out the other person. So it just um, adds a little more of um, working with the uh, finer points of um, the the softer internal push hands than um, the others. I think just I I feel even more totally involved as I um, as I I do this, keeping track of everything and um, trying to improve. Cool. Yeah, right on. Um, anyone else? I'll just say this is the first skill that I picked up with any like any push hands method, internal or otherwise. Um, that it was the first time that I really actually sort of got anything, and it was actually Harry that walked me through it. Um, who is not on the call today, but is is often one of our regional organizers in New Jersey, and uh, he was the first guy for like a week. When I was first doing push hands, I wasn't getting anywhere and I got moved like every time and I didn't understand anything that was supposed to be happening or what was going on. And Harry finally stood across from me and said, okay, try to find my center. I'm being kind of loud about it. <laughs> and he waited and he was very patient and he let me get it. He said, okay, yep, there you got it. Now move me. You really feel that push, push all the way through. And he, he walked me through this process using the center as the, as the first kind of step in understanding what was really supposed to be going on in all of these games. Cool. So all of these games introduce you how to apply Tai Chi in real time against active resistance while building the internal skills, while building your ting and your sensitivity, while learning how to be properly soft in the way that Tai Chi is doing that, while still having structure or working with your structure in some way. And that put together those games played correctly well enough, long enough, will really build some fairly profound skill. And then that's that's in there introduced at the level one where you're going to do a whole lot more with it long term over our frequency. The uh, and they, these things begin to develop your tank sensitivity and your mind skills, the E, and building it stronger and more that you can work with it more and manipulate it better and manipulate the energy and chi because of that. And that's going to tie into jings and what gen, what you can do with them and how you can work them and, and the expressions of them and how much and how far and, and how fast and all that stuff. And so um, anyway, so very important like that. And that's included right in our basics like that. And then enhanced greatly over the time, over the span of our curriculum. <laughs> if there's... Um, Anything else any of you want to add about that? Um, go ahead and say it now and um, yeah. And then, and then that'll be that'll be all we're gonna talk about for today. We'll get another quick word from our sponsor, but otherwise we'll be done for the day. Anything else to add, James? It was a good discussion. I have nothing more to add, thanks. Well, nothing more to add for right now. <laughs> right, yes, to this discussion. Cool. All right, guys. Um, so the word from our sponsor is, I'll let you say it. You've been saying it so eloquently so far today. Go to clearmartialarts.com. There's awesome stuff there. If you like anything that we've been talking about today, you'll find a lot more about that, plus, uh, uh, you know, stuff that we've been talking about over the last few days, plus stuff that we, we have yet to get to. And this is all in level one of the program, which is about three to six months for most people of the training. So like it, it just, 
if you really want to get started in real internal Tai Chi and get off on the right foot and, and you know, be really off and running right away, there's no better way to do it. Go to clearmartialarts.com and check it out. Cool. Thanks, guys, for participating today and looking forward to interacting with you more. If you want to stay on and talk a little bit after the call, that's after we end the public, you know, the filming and everything, the video here, the audio uh, for the folks that are going you know, to be able to see this at home and all that, um, then just stay on and feel free to hang out. Feel free to hang out. We're going to go ahead and call here. Thanks. Have a great week. Thank you. Good discussion. Great stuff. And now, a word from our sponsor. Is chi real? The word chi is the Chinese word for energy. And energy is everywhere all around us. Physics says so. The question is not, does energy exist? Because of course energy exists. The real question is, what forms of energy can human beings tap into and use? My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I created a one-of-a-kind online program that my students are raving about. In it, I revealed the secrets of effortless internal power. The program has had so much success, I decided to take it to the public. In fact, the results are so powerful that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com.